how to see and share Jesus from all of Scripture, well, learn with us at the Christ Centered and Clear podcast. Welcome to the Christ Centered and Clear podcast. My name is Josh Redberg, and I'm in for our regular host, Nate Aiken, as we walk through the book of Proverbs together. Now, with me is John Aiken, and we are in Proverbs 8 today, a very significant chapter in Proverbs, maybe one that doesn't have all of the quotable Proverbs that we grew up hearing, but it is key to understanding how this book points to Christ. And so, John, walk us through this chapter and how this chapter just leads us to know and understand and worship Christ from the book of Proverbs. Yeah, so this is a massively important chapter because, again, we're given this personification of wisdom, and now it's going to move from a personification of Solomon's wise teaching to be basically the wisdom of God himself, because mm-hmm. he's going to tell us that this is how God uh created the world, that he created the world by wisdom, that wisdom was like a partner with him at creation, helping shape the creation. And so this has massive implications for what we actually think wisdom is, but then it tells us that wisdom, you know, knows the, tells us the truth about reality, that it produces right living in the world that it created, that it rewards those who follow it. Um, and that it brings eternal life, and so it's just, this is just a massive, uh, a massive chapter on this concept of wisdom as a person that we need to have a relationship with. Yeah. So how how did you launch into this chapter? I mean, it's thirty six verses. It uh, it doesn't necessarily have this the most obvious sections like uh, so many of the other proverbs sort of clearly break into some sections. So. So when you looked at these 36 verses, how did you break it down into some more manageable chunks? Well, first, the way I launched into it was just this idea of like, we all want to be wise, but we don't necessarily know how to get there. And so we think that wisdom comes Mm -hmm. from, you know, listening to some podcast on something or, you know, listen to to this, you know, reading these self-help books or uh, getting on this new whatever, you know, program or getting a life coach or whatever. And it's like, um, the, the way that we're called to be wise is not is not by just simply filling our heads with more and more information. Um, what if, and I got this from, you know, from Tim Keller, what if wisdom was a person that you could know and love and that by knowing and loving that person yeah. that you can actually be made wise? And I think that's what we see in, uh, in Proverbs 8. And so I, I just broke it down. I, I think I had five, I had five sections. And so it is, it's, it's a, it's a lengthy text, but it's just the first 11 verses, wisdom tells you the truth about reality. Um, she, she speaks truth and tells you the way the world really works. Um, second, wisdom produces right living uh, in her followers. And so she imparts prudence, knowledge, discretion. Um, so that's the ability to make right decisions, to, con- to carefully consider a situation without rushing in impulsively, um, you know, provides counsel, sound wisdom, et cetera. Uh, wisdom rewards uh, her followers. Um, if you seek, you'll find her um, and um, you'll get wisdom. And, yeah. and uh, that wisdom is uh, more valuable than, than treasures. It's more valuable than gold. Um, mm-hmm. Wisdom brings 
a harmony with God, others, and the world. And so that's where we talk about wisdom is how the world was created. And so this is the way the world works. And so if you operate in accordance with it, it's going to bring uh, shalom. And then wisdom at the end of the chapter gives abundant and eternal life. And so it's it's um, a good life now, and um, it's it's eternal life uh, in the age to come. Yeah. Wow. Th- those are some helpful sections as we as we think through this. But there's there's so much here. How did you decide uh, what to press in on? Where to where to sort of stop and linger as you walk through it? That's a great question. I'm not exactly sure that I had a specific strategy for doing that. I tried to cover as much of the text as I could while summarizing other portions. And I really spent a good portion on uh, 22 through the end of the of the chapter, because those are the texts that are uh, profound, so, so profound and so debated and you know, we're involved in the uh, Christological controversies, you know, of Arian. And and uh, and so so I really tried to focus there on this idea of wisdom and the relationship that wisdom has with God and the creation. Mm-hmm. So how did you handle some of that? Because, right, it's a personification of wisdom and we see how it it leads us to Christ. But the language used here is still poetic in nature. So how did you walk that fine line between, you know, Arianism and, and the truth? You know, how did, how did you handle that? Because it can be challenging here. Yeah. So, so what I did, cause that, cause 22, the Lord possessed me or could be fathered me or created me at the beginning of his work. The first of his acts of old, um, ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. And so What's interesting, I did point out, and I didn't try to get too much into this, but I did point out like both um, both sides of the Christological controversy pointed to Proverbs 8. And so it wasn't just Arian. Yeah. <laughs> and so the others were saying, no, 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 this is clearly, you know, this is language that we have elsewhere in the scriptures, that wisdom is the only begotten child of God, right? Revelation 3.14 calls Jesus the beginning of God's creation. That doesn't mean he's created. It means that he's supreme he's the firstborn he's he he you know he's prioritized over all uh, of the creation so i so i just kind of made that distinction um that wisdom existed before the creation it's superior to it um and um and 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 then and then was assisting the lord in creating the world and then i i pulled in some biblical theology uh wisdom is a builder so you have uh in exodus 31 the builders of the tabernacle are imparted with wisdom so they can build the tabernacle. Yeah. Solomon, the wise king, builds the temple, First Kings 7. Um, Isaiah 11, the Messiah is going to be a man of wisdom who wisdom. recreates the world. Um, and then you see that in Proverbs, right? You, it's, it's by wisdom that you build a home. It's by wisdom that God created the world. Um, and so I just, so I, I just pointing out, this is part of this theme that throughout, whether it's the creation at the beginning whether it's this microcosm of the creation in the tabernacle and the temple or in the, in the, in the new Testament, uh, you know, the new temple, the new heavens and new earth, it's this why, you know, wisdom is, is building this creation or new creation. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I, this passage, I just love this chapter so much. I remember 
listening to a good friend of mine, Randy McKinnon, who's a professor at Cedarville University. He preached on this at our church and and showed how really it's the backdrop for what Jesus says sort of famously in John 14, 6 and 7. You know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And and you know, the to have seen him, to know him is to know the Father. Mm-hmm. And he went here and, you know, showed us wisdom tells the truth. Some of the things you said, verse seven, wisdom um is the way of righteousness. Verse 20, wisdom is uh you know, is the only way to life. Whoever finds me finds life. You know, it's these same truths that Jesus is is reiterating, talking about himself, and that really you could take John fourteen six as a a reflection on Proverbs eight. Yeah. It, it just was made so much sense to me. Helped me actually understand Proverbs in a way I hadn't before. Um, just to see how much of this language and these concepts come up later in the Bible in Jesus' ministry or in talking about Jesus. Yeah. Are there any other pastors in the New Testament that you would think of? You, you've mentioned some, certainly throughout this series, but just even this passage in particular, are there any ways you'd go? I, I know John 1. Yeah, John There's 1. definitely some Colossians connections 1, here. Hebrews 1, 1 Corinthians 1. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's everywhere. It's like Paul starts with, with Jesus. Um, and, and reflects on him from the Old Testament in all of his letters. Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's, I mean, I, again, you've got all, all the way back to Justin Martyr, you've got um, people pointing to Proverbs 8 and talking about how uh, Jesus is, is the one, you know, he, he's the son of God, he is the wisdom of God, and he's the one who created the world. Uh, and so all these, all of these texts in the New Testament bear that out as well. So. This is a, a great Christological passage. You've sort of shown us how that is. How how did you apply this passage then as you as you taught through it? Yeah. So um so one again, there's that kind of gospel um application at the end. Whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. He who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. And so there's that again, that abundant and eternal life aspect that uh how do you receive favor from the lord grace from the lord hmm. is is in this way but also in the abundant life aspect it's that if you live in accordance with wisdom um you you can avoid some of the destructive things destruct destructive consequences that come from being a fool um and so that so yeah. things generally speaking go better for you in the short run. You're not, if you're not somebody who's a liar, then you're not having to constantly worry about those lies being found out, right? You don't, you don't have to stress about that. But earlier in the chapter, I think a lot of the practical application came early in the chapter with this, this idea that, um, that wisdom tells the truth about reality. Um, she, she tells what is right. Um, she she doesn't you know and and so that I just again followed the the pattern of bringing in some of the later uh, principles of wisdom to say hey here's what wisdom is teaching to her yeah. followers and here's what you need to she's telling you the way the world works and so hard work is better than get rich quick quick schemes um, 
uh, indulging pleasure will sadden you, not gladden you. Right. These are, these are just things that, um, folly twists and perverts this. It says, take the shortcut, you know, indulge in in pleasure, hoard what you have. Cause if you give it away, then you're, you know, how are you gonna be able to provide? And, and so, and so I really pulled into, again, this idea of from Proverbs, uh, 24, 24, he who says to the wicked, you are righteous, like calling sin good mm-hmm. or calling good wicked. Um, and so, so wisdom is telling you how the world uh, really works and, uh, and how you can navigate your way, your way through it. And then the other thing is I, I another way I pointed to Jesus was this whole idea of, um, Take my instru- verse ten. Take my instructions instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. And so, just yeah. this idea that Jesus is the pearl of great price—nothing um, you desire compares with Him. Um, I use the old um, Billy Graham, you know, him that I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold, and and um, yeah. and just and just talk about how. Um, you know, this, this really is what's most important. It's more important than, than financial, even financial provision. Although that's the great thing that we even see play out in Proverbs eight is that if you have wisdom, then generally speaking, you will have financial and economic provision. Uh, it's the same thing with Solomon that Solomon, Solomon prized wisdom over power and over silver and gold and God gave him wisdom. And then he gave him those other things as well. And so it's kind of, I, I did the, the the sermon on the mount thing right seek jesus first you know his kingdom his righteousness and then these other things will be added to you but if you seek those first then you not only miss out on them you miss out on jesus yeah there's a great connection there to matthew um matthew 5 and 6 uh in those verses you just mentioned what about uh verse 4 john did you did you press in at all on that phrase it just strikes me the children of adam in verse four, my cries to the children of Adam, just such an interesting way to describe humanity seems to me a pretty unique way as well. Yeah. Um, any, anything you land on with that? Um, well, I do think you have in Proverbs that over and over again, he's calling us back to creation, right? So he's using, right. This is the only book outside of Proverbs and Genesis that uses tree of life. Um, this is the, it's laying out knowledge of good and evil. It, Wisdom is being presented as doing what's right in the Lord's eyes, not what's right in your eyes, like like Eve did. And so, yeah, the, I do point out in those those places where um, it the, the the Hebrew phrase is used, uh, "children of man," uh, because again, I'm trying to make the point in Proverbs eight that that getting wisdom is going to lead to, and and not just Proverbs eight, Proverbs three, and other places that it's going to lead back to something like. Uh, what it was like to live in Eden. Okay. Cause it's going to give you yeah. harmony with God, mm-hmm. others in the world. Like that's what he says there at the end. Um, I was daily his delight rejoicing in him before him, always rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. He uses that same phrase yeah. again there in verse 31. And so again, it's just, it's calling us back to this Edenic, this Edenic har- harmony that uh, we can experience through wisdom. Oh, that's good. Well, this is such a great chapter. John, this is sort of, I haven't prepped you on this one, but is there any particular book maybe or any particular uh, article anywhere you'd go? If somebody wanted to dive a little deeper 
onto Proverbs 8 specifically and just the significance of that. Anything that comes to mind sort of just off the cuff, if not, that's okay. But uh, it's just such an important chapter. Yeah. So I know I've been critical of this work before, but I would say that <laughs> um, I'm not critical of the work itself. I was critical about yes getting my hands on it and how a good story yes it is a good story but and how how there's just it doesn't deal with every passage but graham goldsworthy's commentary on proverbs the tree of life he deals a lot with i mean proverbs 8 he gives a lot of attention to and it's accessible and and readable and it's not like it's not like having to read because there's so many articles on proverbs 8 that you're going to read 30 40 50 pages but it's just, it's very helpful and it's helpful for preachers. And, and so I think I would commend Goldsworthy. But if I remember the story correctly, wasn't that the book that was difficult to get in the U.S.? So are you saying we should all fly to Australia to pick up this book? I think that I'm, I'm hopeful that times have changed and that it's more readily available than it was now. So that I think you can get, uh, I think you can get, Electro, you can get Kindle versions of it, so you could get oh, it wonderful quickly. Okay, well, great. Well, thanks for that recommendation, yeah. and let me just encourage you all study Proverbs eight. What a wonderfully rich chapter. Before we sign off today, let me just invite you to um, a one day conference we're having on Tuesday, May sixteenth. Uh, we're having at Glenrothes Baptist Church, just outside of Edinburgh, Scotland, and so we'd love for you to join us if. If you're able to make it there, uh, the details are all available on our website, ChristCenteredAndClear.com. We'd love to see you. We're discussing wisdom literature, not just the book of Proverbs, but how do we preach all the different books um, of wisdom literature. So join us there if you can. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with Proverbs chapter 9. Thank you for listening to the Christ Centered and Clear podcast. If you have questions or topics or texts you would like us to consider for future podcasts, please contact us at ChristCenteredAndClear at gmail.com and please visit us at ChristCenteredAndClear.com for more resources. Mm-hmm.